Well, happy new year. It seems absolutely crazy that it is already 2024. And I heard an advertisement today that uh, something about uh, the 20th anniversary of the movie Mean Girls coming up. And I don't know why that is um, sticking with me, but for some reason, I, I remember when that movie came out and the fact that it is at a 20-year anniversary is insane to me. And it makes me feel really... <laughs> really old. <laughs> but we're going into a new year and one of the biggest things that I think is most important is to make sure that you are ready to go with your base budget. And I've done an episode on this before. Um and if you go back to episode 7, it talks you through how to actually build a base budget and how having a budget makes a big difference in your life. But I want to go over some of the nuances of what we use um, or what we do to build our budget in hopes that it is helpful for you to be able to build yours so that you are as successful as you want to be in uh, tracking your money and reaching your financial goals. So let's get started. I'm really excited about this one. Are you ready to stop the chaos, the stress, the overwhelm that's filling your life? I'm Renee Matt, and together you and I are going to build simple routines that are going to change your life. When you put these habits into practice, you're going to be able to organize your life in a way where you can be there for your family, pay off your debt, save money, your house can stay organized, you don't have to stress about what's for dinner, and you still get time for yourself. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Routine Advantage Podcast. So we have been budgeting for several years and over the course of time, we have tweaked a lot and we have learned a lot about ourselves and our spending habits and what works and what doesn't. And that is kind of what I'm going to talk to you about today. I'm kind of going off the cuff. I'm not scripted or anything. I don't even have an outline. I just want to talk to you because I think it's important to learn for yourself, but it also helps a ton when you hear from other people that have already gone through it. So if you're new to this budgeting thing, or even if you just are looking for a different way to do your current routine, then hopefully this will help you. So I wanted to start by talking a little bit about the base budget. I won't go too deep into this because I do have that episode already talking you through how to set up your base budget. But the whole goal of having your base budget is to figure out how much money you have coming in and how much money you have going out regularly. And that sounds very simplified because having a budget is very simple. It's just a matter of discipline. <laughs> and that's where we get into trouble is it's always better to plan ahead and know exactly what's going to happen or what you intend to happen so that when the time comes and it comes, uh, you have a chance to spend money, you can look at that and say, okay, is this following my plan? And if it's not, do we need to adjust or do we need to say no? And there have been a lot of cases where my husband and I, we talk about it and there are certain things that we do adjust our budget and make something work. Um, and then there are times where it's like, no, we have to say no to this. And instead of just feeling bad about it, it actually feels really good. And the more you do it, the 
the better it feels and the more on track you stay. Now, I'm not going to say that we are perfect with our budget every month because we definitely aren't. And there are a lot of months that we have totally fallen off and we are over budget every month, especially when we moved. It was like four months of just chaos with our budget. Now, we were still doing the process. We were still tracking everything, but we were over budget on everything, which meant that we basically didn't have anything going into savings because we were just spending it all on redoing the house that we had moved into. And we acknowledged that and it was just like, okay, we need to change something. And we redid our budget and got back on track. And there are still months where we fall off and then we have to refresh it. But the key about doing it this way is that you still know your plan and it's easier to get back on track when you are aware of what you're doing. Now, if we didn't budget, we would have just spent so much and gone into debt during that time because we wouldn't have had any idea what was actually happening. Where even though we fell off budget, we did not go into debt to do that with our house. And that is the biggest difference of what we do now versus what we would have done before we started budgeting. And doing a budget gives you this huge, huge sense of peace. Even when we were struggling and going through trying to pay off all of our debt, it was still something we were working towards together and it was a huge sense of accomplishment. I would have taken that over the stress we had with money over and over again. Like there's no comparison. It is worth the work. It's it's really hard work. It's really hard work, but it's worth the work to be able to get yourself out of debt and onto a budget. So the first thing you want to start with is that base budget. Basically, you're going to take all of the income that you have coming in and then you are going to write out all of your bills and everything you have going out. And then um, those are like the actual like scheduled bills. And then you have your monthly expenses, which are your like groceries, um, essentials, like house essentials, your gas money, your dates and social life, like that, those kinds of expenses that aren't necessarily, um, they don't have a due date, but you're still spending them each month. So you want to figure all of those out. Now, one thing that a lot of people do have with their budget is a miscellaneous fund. And we did this for a while, but we realized over time that a miscellaneous fund always got us into trouble because you would just spend whatever you want on something. And if it didn't have a, a budgeted space to go, it would go in the miscellaneous budget. But what was happening is all of a sudden we would spend our miscellaneous budget right away in the beginning of the month. And then we would have no miscellaneous left. And then we would end up spending something later in the month and it would just put us over budget in that category. And pretty soon we just had an excessive amount in our miscellaneous fund because it was on all these random purchases that we didn't care about. So to manage this, we actually got rid of our budget line item for miscellaneous items. Now, the way that we fixed that is we make sure that our base budget going into each month is pretty standard. So we will go through our bills and we kind of do a a meeting um and it's it's not an official meeting between the two of us, but we'll like meet to talk about our budget before the month ends for the month ahead. 
And a lot of times this looks like me kind of reviewing everything and then bringing it to Tony and saying, you know, what am I missing? Do you know of anything coming up in the next month that we need to save for or we need to budget for? Um, and we just have like a discussion and we tweak whatever needs to be tweaked and then we're good to go. And this takes like matter of minutes. It's, it's so quick now. In the beginning, it was a longer process, but the more you do it, the quicker you will get. So we make sure that all of our bills are accounted for for that upcoming month. And then we make sure that all of those expenses in those general categories. So we have groceries, dates and social life, essentials, and this is like your home essentials, um, your you know bathroom supplies, your toilet paper, your dish soap, your um, laundry detergent, all of those different things that goes into essentials. And one quick note too, is if you want to go back to episode 17, that one, I talk about an essentials list. And this is the point where we would go through that essentials list and figure out what we need for the month. So we actually know how much to budget each month for essentials. So that is how we take care of that and reduce the um, random purchases or the impulse purchases for things that we don't necessarily need. We keep it really focused on what is actually needed for essentials. And then gas money. And then we also have what is called fun money. So Tony and I both have an allotted amount each month that we get in cash because we deal with everything with our uh, cards. And so then we each get an amount of cash pulled. And when we have that cash, that's ours to do with what we want. So we can save it, we can spend it, we can do whatever we want with that cash. That helps us from randomly spending out of our monthly budget because we have our own personal you know, stash of cash that we get to spend however we want. And it also makes you a little bit more discerning of how you're going to spend your money when you know that when that's out, it's out and you don't have any more to spend. So that's a really good way of doing it. And that's one of the reasons that we can stay away from the miscellaneous spending. But we actually have another um, trick to do the miscellaneous spending. So um, before I go into that, the continuation of our base budget is our mortgage payment obviously goes in with the the debt payoff. That is the only debt we have now. Um, we have, we're able to get completely debt free um, during this journey. And that's there's more on that in that episode seven. But um, then we also have our uh, tithing or our monthly giving fund, and then any gifts that we need to do that month. And then included in the base budget as the final item is the amount that we are putting into savings or sinking funds. And the sinking funds is kind of the focus I want to have today because I think sinking funds will absolutely change your life. We have um, several different ones. And the reason that we have uh, sinking funds is to be able to stay on budget with even with unexpected expenses. The one that kind of stands out to me the most is there were a lot of times we have a big family. We have a huge um, family friend extended group. So we know a lot of people and I'm sure you do too. And what happens, it seems like in kind of groups is that, you know, like the GoFundMe's come up because somebody's going through a really hard time. And what we were finding is that when we had budgeted everything out, something would come up, you know, mid-month where it was a 
donation request for a GoFundMe or it was, you know, everybody wanted to pitch in for a gift for the grandparents or our parents or, you know, an anniversary gift. And it would just throw our budget off every time. But we really wanted to help contribute to these different things. And so we started to do a sinking fund where every month we would put into a like almost like a savings account um but we called it a sinking fund for charitable it was charity and giving sinking fund and what we would do is every month we would put an amount in this budget no matter what and or in this sinking fund and we would have this just build over time because every month where there wasn't a request coming in so we would let it build over time and what happened is that as we let it build, a request would come up and we were able to just say, hey, how much do we have in our charity and giving sinking fund? And we would look at it and we would see an amount and we would take from that amount and we would donate it to these funds or um, donation requests. And it was such a good feeling. And that's one of Tony's favorite parts about budgeting is being able to give. And that is one of the things that we were like, okay, we need to utilize sinking funds a lot more. And so we have built a list of sinking funds that we contribute to every month as almost like a bill, but it's it's paying ourselves so that we're prepared for things that are coming ahead. Um, so let's go through some of the sinking funds that we have. And then as you're building your base budget for 2024, hopefully the, you can look at these and see if you want to do something similar. So to make it easier, I'll explain our savings account situation. So in the base budget, we have that line item for two savings and sinking funds. And it's just one amount that we pull from our budget each month. And what we do is we have, um, we're kind of shifting things around right now, but for the last several years, we have had two savings accounts. One is actually marked in our bank emergency fund. That one is the one that we do not touch and it has a, an amount in there and it just stays put. Like it is for dire emergencies and that is it. And the other one that we have is labeled sinking funds. And then I have in our spreadsheet, we have our sinking funds list and the amount that we have in each one. And then it totals the same amount in our sinking funds account at the bank. So we have just the one savings account, but on our spreadsheet, we can actually see how much we have in each fund. And that is what helps keep us from overspending in these different funds because we're not looking at the total bank account balance. We're looking at our spreadsheet to see how much we have in each fund. So hopefully that helps kind of put it into perspective of what we're doing. So for going through the funds, like I said, we have the separate account that is a savings account just for an emergency fund. And then in our sinking funds, we use it to do a couple of different things. We have ongoing funds, and then we have like standalone one-time funds that we're saving for. The ongoing funds, um, we have our vacations and road trip fund. Now, this is a fund that is for both of us, like for our own vacations. So that one is ongoing, and we just evaluate how much we want to save that each year when that one comes up. And then we have our Christmas fund. Now, this one I did do a recent episode um, for 
budgeting for Christmas. So you can go back. I think it might have been the last one, but I'm not positive. But if you go back and just review the last couple episodes, you will see it in there. It is um, the number one thing. I think it's called uh, the number one thing to prepare for financially stress-free Christmas, I think is what it's titled. So just go back and look at that one. That one will break down the Christmas fund and how that one works for you. Uh, Then we have a home repair and maintenance fund and a vehicle maintenance and repair fund, home furnishings and renovations. And then we also have, um, Tony does a golf trip every year and I like to save for a potential girls trip every year. So we do have an ongoing fund for each of those. And then we have that charity and giving fund. And then we each have a clothing fund that is our personal fund. So it's not just one standard clothing fund. We each have a line item for a clothing fund and we get it like a certain amount put in there every month for each of us because you know how it is. Like you go through life (laughs) and you might not spend anything on clothes for a while. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I need like $400 worth of clothes. And so that is like preventing us from those random months where it's like, okay, we're just over budget every month because now we need like to refresh our wardrobe because everything is worn out and ratty. Um, We don't want to do that. So we just do this small amount each month that goes into the fund. And then when it comes time where it's like, oh, we need some new clothes or we need some new shoes, we can actually look in our personal fund to see how much we have that we can spend. And then the last one that we have um, that's ongoing is our vet services fund for our dog. And then we have like the the one-time savings for like our down payment for our house. Like we're saving to buy a different house that has land and that's our dream goal. So we are currently saving for that. But once that's funded and we make that purchase, that fund will go away where these other ones are ongoing. Like we have them in our list and each month, even if it is just 10 or $20 that you can contribute to these funds, it makes a big difference because when something comes up and all of a sudden like your plumbing goes out and you need to order some things. I know nothing about plumbing, so I don't know why. I don't know why I just picked that one. But randomly, if something happens where you need to repair something or you need to pay for something, you don't have to just break your budget because you didn't count for those costs that month. You can go into these sinking funds and see how much you have set aside specifically for these types of situations. And they have saved us so many times. I can't even tell you. And it helps us to stay on track with our budget. So it's really important to create the sinking funds that are important to you and try and keep them narrowed down so you don't have, you know, a list of 25 different funds. Keep them categorized um, together as much as you can. And then just assign an amount on your base budget that you're going to be putting into sinking funds. And what we like to do on the spreadsheet is next to the amount that we want to save and then the amount that's actually in that fund at the time. In the next cell over, um, we do mark about how much we want to contribute each month. Like let's say in our clothing fund, let's say there that we want to contribute $50 a month into your clothing fund. So we would put $50 a month 
in that cell. And then I have uh, the letters for each month through the year. So it's J for January, F for February, M for March, and it goes all the way through to December. And what I do is every time I move that money into the fund for that month, I cross out the letter. If so, if we made the deposit for the month of January, then I will go and cross out the J. So then we know that it's already funded. So because sometimes Tony will come to me and say, hey, how much do I have in my clothing fund? And so I'm able to tell him and then he'll be like, okay, am I getting another, you know, another amount this month? Or did you already put, put it in there for this month? And it's just really easy to just look at that really quickly and be like, nope, we already put it in there. Or yeah, you have it coming. Um, on the next paycheck, you know, something like that, where it just keeps it really organized. And then once I do that for each fund, I kind of add them all up. And I know like, so just throwing a number out there, I know that we contribute everything to each fund that we want to do monthly, say it's $400 that goes into sinking funds every month, outside of our normal, like bigger savings that I know that we need to budget $400 just to go into sinking funds in our base budget. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that it um, allows you to get really in control of your money. Once you start doing this, it does sound overwhelming, but once you start doing it, it is, it, it will change your life. It is so fun to actually save money and make the progress and see the progress. And if you have a lot of debt to pay off, you just want to switch the from the sinking funds. Like you don't want a ton of sinking funds if you're trying to pay debt off. Instead, you would be shifting that to trying to pay your debt off very quickly. And you can even do a big tracker on the wall and, you know, color it off and, you know, see your progress visually. I know when we were initially trying to get out of debt and even now as we're saving for the down payment, it's a big chunk of money. So we have the same tracker we used when we were doing our debt payoff. And it's just this little letter board that has some little cute saying of what we're trying to do. And then it has the number. And when we were paying off debt, it had the amount of debt left to pay off. And now we just switched it. And now it's the amount left we need to save. So it just keeps like that number just keeps going down and it makes it more and more possible as you get to update it. And we started updating it together and it's just, it's just fun. It's probably not necessarily necessary to track it, but it makes it more fun and you get to do it together and you both see the progress um, while you're doing this. And it's the same with the budgeting and the saving. Once you get your debt paid off, you can start to see your savings accounts grow. And instead of paying the debtors and the credit cards and bills, you get to start paying yourself and seeing your savings accounts and your sinking funds grow. And as you do it more and more, it just it just gets better and better because you're able to save and start thinking ahead to your future rather than just living paycheck to paycheck and feeling like you're drowning in money stress. And that is how we used to feel. And it no longer feels that way. And I cannot tell you enough how much better you will feel once you get doing this. And I just, I pray that that is something that you take seriously and you get a handle on it. 
And these episodes will help you do that. If you have any um, questions or you want a little help going through some of that stuff, uh, just come pop into our Facebook group. You can join us over there. We have a free community and it is very supportive. And um, my sister is my intern right now and she is in there helping me do posts and we're there to support you. So if you have any questions going through any of these episodes and to try and get them implemented into your life, come ask the questions over there, connect with us over there. We are more than happy to see you come in and help you out as much as we can. So if you want to do that, you can just join us at facebook.com slash groups slash the routine advantage community. You can also, if you want kind of a breakdown of uh, building your own base budget, you can go into um, go to your organized life blueprint.com and then get the your organized life blueprint. You can either purchase it for download as a PDF, or you can order it off of Amazon. And in that workbook, I go through all five of the foundational routines that I think are super important to live an organized life. And the base budget is one of them. And it is a worksheet that walks you through and it gives you an example to see how to do it. And then it gives you a blank template to create your own. And that will be super helpful for you when you are doing this process. And then you can also build your sinking funds into that um, that base budget as well. So anyway, I hope this was helpful for you. And I wish you a very happy and blessed 2024. And I cannot wait to see what the year ahead brings us all. I'll see you next time. Did you love that episode or learn something useful? If so, would you do me a huge favor? My goal is to grow this podcast and help as many women as I can break free from the overwhelm so they can truly enjoy their life. The best way for me to do this is for you to leave a five-star written review on your podcast app and to share this episode with a friend or in your Instagram stories. I appreciate you being here. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you on the next episode. Take care.